Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by BetSports, who are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, from one of those area codes, Mr. Andy Molitor, semi-doxing you early on a Monday. Yeah, 507, motherfuckers. What? When I, what? When I was a little kid, you only had, like... I think these three, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> that was a mess. That was a mess. Trying to do that mirrored and your camera was wrong. We only had three area codes. So good for us. I, I mean, people just have self. I wonder if Ludacris had any hoes in those area codes. Ah, he didn't. He didn't uh, list any of them. Someone's made a map of all the ones. It's one of my favorite maps. Four, three, oh, six. What you going to do? God, that's Maps of area codes in which Ludacris has hoes. Just a good jam. Just a good jam. But uh, speaking of Atlanta and not knowing what they're doing anymore, because I don't, don't know what Ludacris is up to anymore, they looked pretty rough. There was a lot of teams that looked kind of freaking terrible um, in the playoffs. There was a couple of really good games. I mean, obviously, the, the Clippers game was great. But uh, I guess my biggest win from the weekend, and I didn't bet a lot. I tailed some baseball. I, you know, golf was middling at best. At least we we hit Fitzpatrick for the one and done. Me and Link and the boys, we're back up and we're in the money again. I think we're in second place uh, in the big boy for me. The big boy, yeah, thirty. It was like thirty, thirty-three. But uh, back back in the money in the big boy, yeah, we got second place in the. Thousand dollar buy in, one and done last year. So we're kind of gunning. It's it's trophy or nothing this year. Got to have it all. Hard to get better, right? There's only one spot left to go. Yeah, we got we got to take somebody down. I don't remember who won. It was uh, somebody who's really good at DFS as well. It was a, like they were. There's some people in there. It's like, oh, I know you from like golf DFS or golf betting. Like there's some known names in there. Uh, although one of them was simply Grelly. And we often wondered if that was Spieth's caddy, Mr. Greller. Mm. Didn't know. That's uh, not a name we had, but that part was fun. The, the NBA, like you said, I think my biggest win, that whole, that whole diet I've started with, my biggest win for the weekend <laughs> was deciding I was too tired out from watching, like we talked about off the air, volleyball all weekend with my daughter to stay up for the Timberwolves game because Christ on a bicycle. What an uncompetitive piece of shit team that was last night. I looked at the, I mean, you can look at the box score and it doesn't tell the whole story. I think the biggest telling point in the box score, if you go look at it for the Timberwolves Nuggets game is go look at how many minutes the good players for the Nuggets played. There's a lot of 32, 29, like it was that kind of tells a pretty big story about how the game wasn't really in the balance ever. Uh, who did who who impressed you the most in this first round of first round of first games in the uh, in the NBA playoffs? No, sir. Yeah, it was a really great uh, weekend, and I had a little slightly different take on that. There was really only one game this weekend that was not competitive, and thankfully that was the one. Well, I guess the Sixers the Sixers game was fun for the first half at least, but the only game that really wasn't worth watching, like you said, was the 10.30 Eastern game. Um, oh, I don't yeah. know why they didn't start stuff earlier on Sunday, but uh, yeah, if I look at both days, I think you have to pick the Clippers. I mean – this is a team that was big underdogs in this series. I think the Suns closed somewhere around the minus 750, minus 800 range to win that series. And that game was – it was close at certain points. Phoenix definitely could have won, but 
the Clippers were in control of that game for a very long time. And I mean, the rest of the series, a little surprised by the Knicks kind of getting to the Cavaliers there. Um, that was tough. We're in a perfect spot for Kings Warriors. We've got Kings plus money and Warriors plus money is with the Kings to winning game one. So in a nice spot there, but yeah, I think the Clippers probably your most impressive team and definitely the most surprising outcome for me. Yeah. I, and yeah, to be fair to the Hawks, that became a game that was not an embarrassment for what, but I mean, it started pretty rough for Atlanta. I don't know. Celtics kind of just coasted to that point. Uh, the, what, what was the final in the Sixers game? I didn't watch the Sixers game. I wanted your take on that. Do you think that was a, a big ass win or just like a, that's about what we expected in this series? Because maybe the next yeah. we've seen it. It was 121-101 Nets, but it was a weird game, Andy. The average possession for the Nets only took about 14 and a half seconds. The Sixers took about 17.7 seconds. But the Sixers had 20 more possessions than the Nets, if you combine turnovers and offensive rebound advantage, which is just an insane number. But um, at the same time, although the Nets had so it's fewer um, possessions, the shooting numbers for them were incredible in that game. Um, it was kind of a funny game, but at the end of the day, it really came down to the fact that the Sixers could really do whatever they want and be always getting to the free throw line. But yeah, in a game where the Nets shoot 55% and lose by 20 points, it, it was, it was odd. Yeah. And finally, before we actually get to talking about the games ahead of us, again, looking a little, you know, retrospective, introspective, injury-spective, what's, uh, what's the update on basically all the good players that got hurt? Like Giannis is fine, right? That's not going to be a forever thing. It was just like, hey, my back hurts. But you had AD. Uh, who is it for the for the Heat? Not that the Heat were going to be someone who probably had a huge impact in the playoffs. Deep was it Hero or? Um, I gotta pull it up. There, there was a, yeah, Tyler Hero, Hero injured injured his hand. Uh, Anthony Davis like shoulder, arm, neck. What was that? Back. Uh, the Anthony Davis one was odd, and I wonder if his shoulder just got dislocated or he had like a stinger or something. Because if anybody has dislocated your shoulder, it basically happens somebody hits you just in the r- wrong way, if you will, in the back, and it just sort of rolls out. Um, and at that point, you can't move your arm or anything. It doesn't actually really hurt all that much at first. It's just sort of like what? And it didn't maybe look like his shoulder was out, but he couldn't move his arm. He went into halftime, came back out, played the whole second half, and was awesome. So I'm not too worried about him. Giannis with a back, again, that's a hard injury to, to know. Backs can be really fussy, but in general, I assume that he's okay or he's going to find a way to play through. And then, yeah, Tyler Hero broke his hand. That's not great. He's someone that's that his, that's the Heat bad. need just for the upside. Um, it's just, that's not great. Uh, the one I wanted to hear about was John Morant. John Morant looked like he may have re injured his hand a little bit in that game, and I didn't hear anything about that. But yeah, I think in general, all the ones we saw were okay. Um, Breaking news. Yeah, oh, gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Hurts. This is really exciting. No, this is different, Andy. This is about you, and this has nothing to do with basketball. But oh, yeah, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. A, Tyler Hero with his hand, that's that's really a problem for the Heat. They need that shooting and that extra guy. And I mean, we'll see. And again, maybe it's a thing to be honest. I just thought that game was kind of the, the Bucks. They generally come into series kind of slow. They've struggled in first games before. It's a boot and holes or thing. And then the Heat. Again, they came in kind of just in better form, if you will, if we were talking about this from a tennis perspective. So not too concerned there, but I am curious to see what Phoenix is going to do um, to sort of get control of things. That, that got out of hand pretty quick. Yes, Jalen Hurts got paid. 
that is a hell of a deal. Kind of not doesn't reset the market, but kind of re reaffirms, re, yeah, reaffirms, re, reconfirms what the a quarterback of that uh, skill level should be making. You'll see Burrow uh, get something soon. You'll see uh, God, there's one other guy that's well, Lamar. Hopefully, eventually gets the the money that he's you know probably due, and then. God, there's one other guy that's kind of sitting in that spot where he needs to get a contract as well, too. But Burrow for sure is, is going to get a paid uh, eventually. Burrow gets more than that, right? I, I think so. I, I don't think he'll be the highest paid player in the NFL for very long. It's one of those where, oh, and then we do three. Herbert, there we go. Thanks, Dan. Herbert and Burrow are are likely going to get some pretty big contracts as well going forward. And we'll see what happens with Lamar. Um, then just to, Series wise, did you see anything? Did you look at series prices at all? I didn't look. I, I don't think there was like big adjustments. It's we always hope for stuff that's super playable after game one, but it's like, eh, this is they, they kind of. I feel like they kind of do a good job with most of this stuff, even in the Clippers series at that point. Yeah, it's there's always some goofy moves here. You know, for example, the Sixers went from minus a thousand to minus two thousand. Now. That's not as big of a move as it sounds, but being as they were eight-point favorites in game one, I'm not sure, again, why that moves that much. But, again, there's if you look at it, what's the decimal difference between minus 1,000 and minus 2,000? Yeah. That's a, and that's the thing. Like, Somebody put that in a tweet, and they said, like, the American – how American odds are – are displayed is meant to trick the better, which is not true. It is it's not like not somebody. Well, mm. I mean, it, 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 it it's not. But somebody didn't say like to get you to tricky gonna... into betting a hundred dollars instead yeah, of five or that, ten. That part, but I, I don't think <laughs> someone's like this is gonna this is gonna revolutionize how we can trick people. But the way they did set it up is super bad for your brain because like you see, oh minus two thousand, that's twice as much as minus a thousand. Yeah. Not if you no. start work, go work in percentages, and then suddenly it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Yeah, so you got the Sixers there. You know, the Warriors snapped to minus 145. That was a bigger move than I expected, honestly. As much as I like the position we're in with that game one Warriors bet, should have just waited and bet the Warriors here. Um, I, I can't believe that they're all the way down to minus 145. That seems like an overreaction. But, again, already in good shape in that series. I'll let that one go. The Celtics smashed the Hawks. They should continue to smash the Hawks. They're minus 2,800. The Knicks now short favorites over the Cavs. I've got a Cavs position, but I laid two and a half games there. I might go back and maybe over the next day or so um, grab some Cavaliers there plus money. I, I just I wonder if we'll, I need to go back and watch a little bit more of that game to see if it was the Cavaliers maybe came out a little bit slow and were nervous, or it's really hard to function the playoffs when your fifth guy is so bad and is so easy to attack. The Lakers now big favorites over the Grizzlies. That's exciting for all our Anthony Davis stuff. Um, the Bucks still solid favorites over the Heat. Curious to see how that one goes. I think the Bucks will be fine in game two. And then, yeah, the Nuggets minus 1,000 over the Timberwolves. I think that Timberwolves game really Eddie, comes down to, I think about that team and that big push that they had for the last month. I, that game seemed like a really easy spot for the Nuggets to come out and just whip a team that has been trying so hard and sort of, you know, took a big breath and went, oh, God, I'm up at altitude. This is really tough. Let's just, let's just get out of here. And uh, that was pretty obvious. Yeah. And yeah, then, triple uh, J day. Hopefully, hopefully. Is it, who, who do you think? Yeah, who do you think wins Defensive Player of the Year? I I do. I, I think it's Jared Jackson Jr. I'm gonna pull up the um, voting sheet here. I forget who put this together, but it's just the best. Um, yeah, the award voting sheet here and see how everything's been coming in. But I believe it's been um, mostly. 
Jaron Jackson Jr. here. Yeah, again, they've got 30 votes here. I'm looking at the tracker. Triple J has 15 first place votes. Only seven for Brooke Lopez, only six for Evan Mobley. And if you remember, we have an Evan Mobley ticket as well, too. That was one of the names that was on my list earlier yeah. there. So, honestly, as long as it's anybody with Brooke Lopez, I'm happy. But it does feel like it's Triple J. This is the sound of me knocking on wood. Because I'm a little nervous, but I think we're okay. Sound like particle board, honestly. I don't know if that was hardwood. All right. Well, yeah, we're going to do awards. What is it, every day this week? They have, they have uh, one they put out the schedule. DPOI is tonight. And it wasn't the full schedule of awards. Like, I guess they'll do MVP oh, yeah, at the end of the first like round or something. Yeah, and then there's – did anyone – do you know anyone who bet on clutch player of the year? There was, was never even, odds for it. Was there even odds? Like, they announced I saw it, no discussion about it anywhere ever. Yeah, that's, um, they announced the clutch player existence during the middle of the season at some point. So I don't think anybody put up odds. We have no idea what that's going to be, but it does feel like Darren Fox because he's been so much better than everybody. And Alvaro, get out of here. Uh, Triple J is going to win defensive player of the year. I don't have any of this nonsense. Uh, but yeah, you got defensive player of the year tonight. Tomorrow will be clutch player, which we think will be Darren Fox. Wednesday, coach of the year, hopefully Mike Brown. That seems pretty good. That and then six man of the year, it does seem like it's going to be Malcolm Brogdon, but we'll see. I mean, uh, only 23 of the votes have been announced, and there's another 77 or so, and we'll see what happens with those. But, yeah, it's um, what a night here. It'll be fun. I do love the playoffs. So, uh, And then tonight, you've got uh, you've got a wager. Is this for uh, – I mean, I'm guessing this is the late game. I don't know. The schedule's also dumb. Boy, this one does start at 10 Eastern again. Every night, you guys, what are we doing with this? Uh, trying to get it, trying to get to halftime and then fall asleep watching the second half in bed. But yeah, two games tonight. I will be watching my Philadelphia 76ers. They're 10 point favorites in a game uh, where the total is 213. Feel free to skip that one. Maybe take a nap, spend some time with your family. I'm watching it as a Sixers fan because I have to. Um, but it should be another comfortable victory for Philadelphia again. Just try to get out of here with James Harden and, and Joel Embiid and everybody healthy and feeling good. So. All those numbers look just about right to me, but the Sacramento Kings at home are one and a half point underdogs. The total is 239, and um, you could bet the Kings to win the game. I have them as small favorites, but again, this team total over. It's 119 and a half again. It was 119 and a half in the first game, um, a game in which Sacramento did not really score um, or shoot as well as they normally do. The pace was a little bit slow. They definitely came out sort of nervous in that first quarter. Um, I'm trying to pull up the box score right now, actually, but. Um, just really like the way the Kings played. And again, offensively, the, the Warriors might figure stuff out a little bit. But again, the Kings dropped 126, shooting just under 45%. Their threes attempts were down a little bit and even missed some free throws here. So it just seems to me that this Kings total should be 122. And as long as they keep giving me 119, 119 and a half, anything 120 or lower, I'm going to keep betting over here because, again, I think the Kings can score here. It's with all due respect to the Warriors who – Figured some things out the other night. It's they're gonna have to win these games in track meets, and maybe they do. But give me the Kings team total over one nineteen and a half. Yeah. So well, hopefully they have eighty points at halftime when you're when you're heading to uh, you know your slumbers. That's all all we can hope for at this point. Um, so tough. There's, there's some golf this week. Unfortunately, there's no odds. <laughs> there's some golf this week. Well, it, and here it is. So, it's the team of <laughs> so much pain in your face. Oh, uh, I know we go from the like we go from the masters. The absolute Kevin's in tennis all the time, by the way. 
I know that this does this happens in a lot of sports. I mean, it's it's almost like holy shit! Did you see that Sunday night football game? And then it's like, oh no! It's like you know, Commanders Jaguars on Monday. What are we doing? Like, how do we follow up in this? So you have the Masters, which was obviously great. You had RBC Heritage, which you know it's a great it course awesome. that, that had the elevated field, and then you had a great playoff between two great players, and you end up going to Zurich which is not in Switzerland. This is in Louisiana. It is a team event. It's played at one of the most plain Jane TPC courses there is. It's a very straightforward course and they play team. You know, you, you do, I don't even, I don't, I never even remember what the format. I have to like go look up what the format is every year. If it's four ball or foursome, but yeah, they they'll play, you know, essentially play best ball between the two. So you'll have some very low scores. There's some very good teams. And then you have teams that are like, Hey, uh, John Daly and David Duvall, former winners of the British open. Uh, they're teaming up as guys who haven't really mattered in golf for about 15 years. So it's, you have some fun teams, but it's, it is a crap shoot. I will be betting it. I'll have some outrights. I'll look at this and yeah, the, the putt putt odds came out first. I'm still waiting for DraftKings to put up the overall outright market on that for sure to see what how they have some of the pros lined. But we'll we'll get we'll get to putt putt tomorrow. Like we we need to fully prepare our brains for that. Yeah, it's I need to go through and honestly do some social media handicapping. I know that you do play a little bit of golf. I don't know how much you've been practicing here, but there's got to be an edge. I mean, I don't know how much time Pizzola has to be out there with his putter working on stuff. Um, does he have kids that he would have to take mini golfing? I'm trying to remember. I don't think so. So, so I think we're does all. You have kids bad. that you might have to take mini golfing. I mean, let's talk about this. I mean, what's your strategy? Are you bombing for hole in ones? What's what's your deal here? How are you feeling? Well, I have. So once I get to Myrtle Beach to play in this mini golf tournament, I have unlimited free rounds, uh, practice rounds. So I'm going to go play the damn course three, four times, figure out some of these holes a little. I'm sure that I'm sure the pros have been down there for a week now getting, getting in practice rounds. So I'm going to, you know, just, I'll have my, I should bring a little <laughs> notebook, take notes on each hole. And stuff like I'm that. just laughing, thinking about like a professional golfer, like all these professional golfers, flooding a mini putt course and like there's like a few groups of like kids that are like trying to play and like they're like standing and waiting while someone's practice putting or like trying to read something are you bringing a caddy you probably don't need a caddy you don't you're not allowed i i, I think i i don't think you're allowed a caddy i'll have i'm you know ask that'd be awful nice i can bring a few more clubs so um and coogan says bet rivers has first goal insurance every day of the playoffs i don't even know how that would work i'm gonna have to ask matt what the hell that is that's Probably looking. Project. Yeah, that's a that's a map project for tomorrow. So yeah, there's no odds up yet. Basically anywhere for the Zurich. Um, obviously, Ron's working on a preview. I'll have that's once I get to it. Odds. But it it does stink that we don't have uh, odds up yet. It, it can't be that hard to price, guys. We do it every year. <laughs> it's the pancake breakfast. We do it every year. Yeah. So all right, I want some tennis before we call her because it's European clay season. And this is low-key one of my favorite temps here. Not only because of the timing of just all day, you know, daily, early morning, afternoon tennis. But like, there's some good events, especially the, the men's side obviously had some really good events. But, I mean, Stuttgart, what's the other one? Or Stuttgart and where's, where's the other women's event this week? Just one women's event in Stuttgart. There's a couple ITFs. Oh, um, there's a good one in Portugal. 
And I'm trying to remember where the other one is. There's a couple good ITFs. Um, there's, I think there's a W100 in Charleston, actually. But yeah, the best event is in Stuttgart. This is one of the most unique events, Andy. And you know where Stuttgart is. I don't even have to ask you this week. You actually remember that one. But um, it's an indoor clay event. That's my I don't, town. That's like my German, my soccer team is VfBay Stuttgart because that's where my family's from. They're not good. It's an indoor clay event. There's not many of these, especially at this high level. So it's an interesting event. Iga Swiatek uh, went up minus 120, minus 125, depending on where you look to win the tournament before it started this morning. And I can't tell you not to bet that. I mean, it's a better price than she is to win the French Open. Now, there are less matches, but there's a little more chance of nonsense here. And it's a stacked field. So I, I was a couple big numbers. I bet Potapova outright. Again, you can find that once it reopens. I got 80 anywhere in that range. Looks good. And then Caroline Garcia, it's either going to go very well and um, she'll make it into the final and lose to ego. So, and, you know, I'll be upset about that. Or she'll just get smoked in the second round after a bye. But yeah, a couple outrights that I posted last night. Um, but as far as matches goes, yeah, it's fun. There's tennis all morning. Tomorrow there'll be a little bit more. There's just one match left today. Ekaterina Alexandrova plays Donna Vekic. Um, you know, just about after this match is done here, it looks like it'll be done shortly. Uh, Christina Buxa up 5-0 against Korpach in the third. But Alexandrova Vekic will be fun if you're looking for something there. Maybe a first set over. All those numbers look good. But did have a few plays for tomorrow. Um, we'll start with a parlay here. We're going to take Barbara Krejcikova. Put it together with Paula Bedosa. Krejcikova, I'm looking at minus 170 over with Milo Samsonova. I think the advantage on clay is much bigger than the market has here for Krejcikova. You know, being indoors is better for Samsonova and her serve and kind of her game overall. But the clay aspect really gives Krejcikova an advantage. I had this closer to minus 220. Um, Bedosa here, someone who I, I just continue to find value. And maybe I need to readjust my handicap a little bit. You know, I haven't been winning money on her, but keeping things tight, I, I get a lot of value in these outright markets. But again, I look at this match. She's minus 143 against Daria Kasakina, has generally done well against Kasakina. These are not courts that Daria has played well on in general. So, you know, look at course conditions, look at the pass that all sets up for Bedosa. And then my number is closer to minus 165. I'm looking at minus 140. Put them both together, you get plus 170. Um, you can bet each is a single, really, if you like, but I'm happier to put these two together again and kind of uh, double down on that. And then Coco Golf overs, Coke overs, if you will, are back. We're going to take over 21 games here. Uh, Coco Golf plays Veronica Kudermatova. That will be, again, early tomorrow morning, I believe. Or no, I'm sorry. That's actually going to be um, on Wednesday. That's um, on April 19th. That just got bumped. So got some time to put these in, but 21 is too low. At a first set over nine and a half, a plus 110 is laughable to me here. going to try to find a way to stack this up once it opens up at a few more places, but yeah, 21 and a half at less than standard juice. 21 at even minus 120 looks really nice to me in a match that just should be an absolute battle starting from the first set. So I um, think that'll be really fun. But Krejcikova, Bedosa, those are tomorrow. Um, early morning, start as early as 6 a.m., maybe 5 a.m. They might have one a little bit earlier than that. And then Krejcikova, Kudermatova, you got some time. Those won't be till Wednesday morning. Angels, Red Sox. Cool. Is today Marathon Day? I think so. I think it is the like Patriots the, Day. The Patriot Day with the Boston Marathon uh, Remembrance Day, whatever. But... Weather's kind of shitty out in Boston, so I think they're they're delaying stuff. Yeah. I mean, you bet the under then, right? Early start time, bad weather. I don't know. Like, I, don't I just know go with some, unders. I don't know some of these pitchers. Like, what if the pitcher's really bad too? Pete's toss day. 
I don't, I don't know who's. I don't even so, know who's playing. I, got, yeah, well, I don't think I could name you a single player that's going to play it. Well, it's Angels, so Otani and Trout are playing, but I don't. Dude, I don't know. That, let me see. Do not, I know a Boston? Not so, not so fast, Noops. Trout sitting. Trout sitting. I don't think I know a single Boston Red Sox. Chris Sale is a pitcher. Then that was years ago. Maybe uh, Otani is pitching. Yes, I knew. I knew that much. Um, I don't know the pitcher for Boston. It looks wow. like it is. Baseball, the Red Sox. Is B fun. B Bello. I don't know anything about B Bello. But yeah, looking at the Rory B Bellows. Oh, Kiki Kiki Hernandez. I know that guy. He used to be a Dodger. That is like hey. uh, Otani. I know Hunter Renfro, Gio Urshela, Jake Lamb, Brandon. Is that the same Phillips? Oof. Justin Turner. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not betting into this game at all. <laughs> and honestly, you'd probably have to go bet into the live markets because sometimes it's silly. It's they'll, they'll take the odds down when the game – oh, the game was supposed to start and it doesn't start on time. They'll just take the odds down even though it hasn't started, and you're forced to go bet it in the live markets. And sometimes those haven't don't have it up because the action hasn't started yet. So, hmm. By the way, all right, well, that's about it for today. i got a golf meeting in a bit. I'll be back Wednesday and we'll talk putt putt, I suppose. And uh, yeah, Matt, Matt, I'll let Matt handle the, the hockey thing tomorrow then. Beautiful. <laughs>